The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Good morning! You know what today is, Brandon. What day is it? Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? Yeah. <laughs> Let's, guess what today is. You it's know what, yeah, you, know, you say we always going to keep it real, right? What? I feel like I got the juice today. No, no, no. Had... I, 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 I did have a little bit. I have not been sleeping well. Um, I just have not been sleeping well. My anxiety has been like at an all-time high. It's been mm. keeping me up at night. My mind just constantly wandering. Um, wandering. So I came in here. I have the sage burning next to me. <laughs> I said my affirmations. Right. Everyone you. in the studio saw me. I came in and I was meditating and I was just saying positive affirmations to myself. Um, it, it it puts me in a nice mind space. Can you disclose? Can you disclose maybe one or two affirmations that you may? Speak yeah, my over two your favorite life? affirmations are: I don't chase, I attract, mm. and um, all things seen and unseen are working in my favor. Right. Those are two of my favorite affirmations. Yeah. So I, I like to repeat those to myself whenever I'm feeling anxious, and yeah. even when I'm not feeling anxious, even when I'm having like a good day and a good morning, and I wake up and everything's. I'm Bright, shiny, and stuff. I, I still like right. to repeat those to myself. That's beautiful. Yeah. This is Ashley, the sage, by the way. We're not. This is the sage. This is the and sage. we're here. This is paper route. Ashley yeah. Nicole Moss, Brandon Marshall here. Um, I'm struggling with my affirmations right now. Yeah? yeah Why? So you that, haven't found one that, like, stuck to you? No, it's because, like, I'm going through, like, this rewiring process and then also, like, this healing process. And so, mm -hmm. like, it's – so here's my three affirmations that I wrote down this week. Mm -hmm. It's, Brandon, it's okay to fail. Mm -hmm. Success and failure is a part of life. Okay. Your life will be determined by how well you understand yourself. So the struggle for me right now okay. is more so the failure part. Because I, I rather say, and, and I'm still trying to figure this out, I rather say success and lessons are a part of life, mm -hmm. right? Because th there's no failure. But when I if I, if I if I think of that and I embrace that, then I'm going to fail, mm -hmm. right? So I'm struggling right now, Ashley, yeah. and maybe you, you can help me. You also made your return to Instagram. Welcome back. I saw I got a follow from Brandon Marshall, and I said, I, I'm pretty sure we were following each other already, but then I realized you uh, deactivated your account, but now Thank you're you. back. What led to that decision? Um, I'm not ready to come back to Instagram. I'm going to be honest with you. It's a business decision because uh -huh. football season's here. We have paper route. You know, I have a few followers, and, you know, we got to amplify. It's time to go, um, you know, but it's – 
like I'm on this personal journey of detoxing. So I've been off for a couple of months. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and so I'm going to be honest with you. I had to. Like, I feel I didn't have to, but it's what like, what are you doing on Instagram? Man? I have to. No, I'm just saying mm. it's it's uh, you know how it you is. Double tapping too much. I mean, that's Dab- part of it. down I'll the rabbit honest, hole. I'll be, with, I'll be honest with you, too. Like, that's part <laughs> of the that process as well. that explore feed look like? That's a part of the process as well. It's like mm-hmm. all of that. Like, over stimulation. You know, yeah. Like that. And then also just, you know, I need to sit with me. Mm-hmm. So I'm back on Instagram. I'm excited about the plan that we do have. Keon and Nagin is helping me out there. Um. But it's kind of forced. I, yeah. I wish I could take, I wish I could never, I don't have to ever go on Instagram. Honestly, that's so funny that you say that because I was having this conversation last night with my girlfriends and I had, I'm somebody who like posts on stories a lot, right. but I'm not like a poster on my feed a lot. Yeah. And I was told like, that's not a good social media like practice when you're like in the media for business and da 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 da. But I feel you, like I get social media fatigue, like especially like when, you know, you want to turn your Instagram into money. Everything has to be curated. Everything has to look a certain way. It's just yeah. so exhausting. It's right. so like, I just, I can't. Um, Listen, before we dive into the show, I want to shout out this guy at Starbucks real quick. Because yeah. I went to Starbucks and I, my energy was off and I just was not, you know, like I said, I haven't been sleeping. And I went to go pick up my coffee and he opened the door for me. Oh, wow. He got off the line. Yep. As I was walking out, he got off the line to order and opened the door for me. And he said, you have a good day. And I wow. said, you know what? That really made my day, my morning. So chivalry is not dead, ladies. People right. do still open doors. Gentlemen do still exist. We are going to dive. Absolutely, we do. Absolutely. But that was a great story. Brandon, do you open the door for random women? Random women, um, all ages, <laughs> okay. 100%. My mom, my daughter, you know. Women lady. you don't know, though. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Just got you. Just like let me get that for you. That's 100%. right. What about you, Keon? Do you open the door for random women? Always. Hey, Keon, Keon come from that same. Keon place. never opened the door for me. He, he raised right. You, you know what you said to me after you were leaving. I know I did. <laughs> I was on one yesterday, but I'm a lot calmer. Namaste, my sage is burning. We have a great show today, everybody. So let's dive right into it. Breaking news last night or yesterday afternoon, wherever you were in the world. Travis Kelsey is uncertain for Thursday night football. So Chiefs head coach Andy Reid told reporters yesterday that Travis Kelsey hyperextended his knee at practice and his status for Thursday night's opener versus the Lions remains uncertain. Um, This is a big deal. Obviously, everybody plays a social media doctor, Twitter doctor, armchair doctor, whatever you want to refer to it when things like this happen. And Ocho Cinco. Ocho versus Science had this to say about Travis's injury. He said he'll be okay once he gets past the gummy wobbling stage where his where the knee feels unstable. Takes 24 hours. Honestly, we will see him Thursday. Now, Brandon, Cap. what do you <laughs> what do you make of this? Obviously, Travis Kelsey is you know Hall of Famer, soon to be. Uh, just one of the best tight ends we have ever seen. Incredible shape. This is a huge loss for the Chiefs. But what do you make of Ocho's tweet? Is it just 24 hours? What's well, the well, What's the gummy wobbling stage? First of all, explain that for people like myself who don't come from the NFL world. Listen, Ocho's my guy. Uh, I, you know, hopefully everybody knows that Ocho's my guy. We go back to our playing days. Hell, like the facility that we're in, um, it was built off of the backs of. Ocho Cinco, uh, Terrell Owens, Chris Johnson, Darcy Johnson, uh, Mike Sims Walker, right? Like I, I started off in my house. I looked up. 
um, during the year of the lockout 2010. And I saw those guys just in my backyard. I'm like, hell, I can open up a facility. So now you fast forward 10 plus years later and I'm here, right? And then I am athlete as well, Ocho versus science. So we have some legendary moments over uh, the history of our relationship. Um, one of the things that I've, I, 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 one of the things that I know is true about Ocho, okay? Mm -hmm. And there's no debate about this, okay? In my time with Ocho, he won't say anything negative about an athlete. Okay. Right? So Ocho is always going to be optimistic. Ocho's always going to be positive. Every damn day you follow him on Twitter. Love this, love that. Love, 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 love. So Bahama when Breeze, you think about McDonald's. this, like, no, this is not okay. <laughs> Travis Kelsey, could he potentially play? Yeah, but what type of Travis Kelsey would you get? You're not going to get a 60, 70% Travis Kelsey if he hyperextended his knee. Right. Mm -hmm. And obviously there's there's grades to it. This is a big deal that not only affects Thursday night football, but it affects the whole season, depending on, you know, uh, the, the prognosis, the diagnosis. So going back, though, what is that gummy wobbling stage that he's referring to? So when you hyperextend your knee, I mean, stability, right? Like, mm. you know, it, you want stability in, in within your entire body. So now when you hyperextend your knee, you got to just think about not having the stability, the strength, the uh, the even the mobility to just be able to do simple things like run to break down. This is we're talking about Travis Kelsey. You know how he why he's Travis Kelsey, and some say he's the goat. Shannon Sharp now every other moment he gets to talk about Travis Kelsey, say he is the goat. He is the goat. It's not because he's big like Shannon Sharp. He's big like uh, uh, Gronkowski. He moves like a wide receiver. That's what Travis Kelsey is. Travis Kelsey used to play basketball in college. He is him when it comes to that. So now you take his his number one attribute away. He's not effective. And, and, and Ashley, I know we're going to dive deeper into this. I just think this is a bigger deal than what, you know, some people may think. And then also our buddy Ocho Cinco saying that he'll see him Thursday night. Well, maybe, but maybe it's just five snaps. Well, before we move on from this, one more thing. Listen, they're facing the Detroit Lions Thursday night football. A lot of people were are criticizing that matchup, myself included. Not mm -hmm. so much for the Chiefs, but more so for the Lions. Not a knock to the Lions, just opening night material. Don't know. But now, does this change what the outcome of the game may possibly be for you? As you know, Patrick Mahomes' favorite target is who? Travis Kelsey. That's right. That's right. So do you still think the Chiefs walk away with this win? Or do you see it as a possibility that the Lions can pull this one out? Listen, Ashley, I'm not ready to go. I'm not ready to go out there. Um, why am I talking like I'm on ESPN right now? I don't know. Get crazy. I'm taking a picture of this 11-11, by the way. This is good luck. Oh, my goodness. Look, it is. It's good luck. So, so um, Ashley, <laughs> I'm not ready to really break down tomorrow's game like that. Okay. I think that's for tomorrow's show. Okay. Um, I need to sit with this a little bit longer. Um but what I what I will say is that it, it, it can completely change things, right? Why? Because this is Travis Kelsey, and you said it's Patrick Mahomes' favorite target. Now, some would say that, you know, Patrick Mahomes entered into that Tom Brady realm. Um, I wouldn't say Peyton Manning, but more like a Aaron Rodgers realm where they can make guys better, mm -hmm. right? They've had so many receivers and tight ends that they throw through the ball to. He loses Tyreek Hill last year. Everybody uh, is saying, oh, my goodness, how are the Chiefs going to be the Chiefs? Mm -hmm. But he still found a way to make it to the Super Bowl and also win the Super Bowl. Um, but Travis Kelsey is his safety blanket. And the best way to describe this is there was a play two years ago. Um, 
and it was it was a gotta have it moment. It was fourth down, and they had no play, and they just go out there, and 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 Travis Kelsey looks at Patrick Mahomes. He says, "I'm just going to get open." You understand the trust that you gotta have, and the mm-hmm. type of chemistry that you have to have with a guy when a game is on the line, and say, "I don't have a route. I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm gonna read this person. Buy enough time to just wait for me." And guess what? They end up advancing to the AFC Championship because they found a way. So now you don't have that. So it puts more pressure on a Patrick Mahomes who's still going to be Patrick Mahomes and he's still going to make guys better. He still has weapons. But this is a big deal. This is a difference maker. And you're going up against a team in the Detroit Lions that's a lot of hype. Some might say it's they're overhyped. But this is a really good team. And so, um, you know, tomorrow we'll break it down more. Uh but the, the, the Chiefs could potentially be in trouble if the prognosis, the diagnosis come back severe. All right. Well, we will see. We will circle back and dive into this a little bit more later on in the show. But what else is going on in the football world, Brennan? So, um, Ashley, you know, keep it real with the folks. I don't know if you how, how, how much you want to dive here. But we're talking about Colorado again. Okay. <laughs> Colorado was the big news mm-hmm. this whole weekend. Took the whole sports world by storm. Deion Sanders, Shador Stevens, Travis Hunter, where everybody was talking about them. Everybody was talking about them Saturday. Everybody was talking about sun, Sunday. Everybody was talking about them on Monday. Everybody was talking about them on Tuesday. And now, we're again, we're talking about them uh, on Wednesday. Why? Because they now move into the top 25. I mean, the last time they were in the top 25 and they had a cup of tea in the top 25. Did you say Deion Stevens? No, I said Deion Sanders. Could have sworn you said Stevens. Maybe I did. Maybe I did. <laughs> but it's because it's hump day. Right. Sanders, Sanders, Sanders. Sanders. <laughs> but, 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 but here you go. So now, why am I, why are they in the news again? And Ashley, they might be in the news again tomorrow because there's so much surrounding this team. They got another big game. But now they're in the top 25. The last time they were in the top 25, they had a couple of tea there. It was a brief stint. was in the 2020 season. And mm-hmm. then you got to go back, you know, to 2016, where they actually finished the season in the top 25. So they weren't ranked going into Saturday's game. They were actually the underdogs. They were, you know, predicted to lose by 20, 21 points, and they beat TCU. Remember, TCU, and we talked about this beating a dead horse, but TCU was in a national championship last year. So this is a big deal. So, Ashley, my question to you with this news of the day is, will they be another Colorado team that finished the year in the top 25? The last time they did this was 2016. Yeah, I mean, look, this is it's a little this is not the official college ranking. Obviously, when we start talking about, um, you know, college playoffs and things like that, that that's not what this is. But, um, you know, this is a great moment for Dion, especially because a lot of people did doubt, you know, his transition from Jackson State to Colorado. A lot of people were knocking it. There was a lot of hoorah-rah surrounding the decision. People, everyone had an opinion about it, and a lot of those opinions were not great. Um, It's a little premature. It's been one game. Ashley, that's not the energy that you had at 9 a.m., I'm not... No, no, no. It's a little little premature. It's been one game. I don't really understand how you can go from being unranked and then you're 22 off of one game. It seems a little jump in the gun. But then again, I don't really ever understand college rankings. I don't understand how you... I can understand. I don't really... I don't understand how you lose three games and you're in the playoffs. I I just don't understand the rankings at all. I think it's more of like, you know, whoever is is bringing in the views and the ratings at the time. I don't really think it has an actual system. What you when you write. But, um... 
I'm not mad at this. I just think it's a little premature. It's putting a lot of stock on one game. Although, if it, listen, it's impressive. You took down a ranked team that was just in the national yeah. championship. It's Absolutely. A it's a big freaking deal. And it went down to the wire. That was a close game. It was 45-42. Again, I just think we're, we're, it's Colorado, 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 Colorado. Love it. Love Dion. I just, it's a little, it's a little I'm much. Not, it's a little not, much I'm too not, soon. I'm not, I'm not feeling you. It's right a little now. much too soon. I'm not soon. feeling you right now. It's a little much too soon. I'm not feeling. I think it's the sage. You're here. You're like, oh my, I haven't been sleeping. I'm not gonna start yelling and screaming. Listen, yeah, it's, all I know is, all I know too, is, she, it, Ashley at nine fifteen, and this mm -hmm. might be too much information, right? Because it, you know, you want to keep things in the locker room. You want to mm -hmm. keep things private. But Ashley was like, why are we talking about Colorado again? No, we, it's we, just too we, much. We, everybody talked about I just Saturday, feel like Sunday. it's too much too soon. It was an incredible debut. I love it. I love Dion. We had Shador here. It's just, it's been one game. It's, it's no different than how I feel when we oh, see no. guys at the summer league okay. and it's like a bus or a superstar. It's one game in the summer league. So, like, so let's let me, pump our brakes. So, so let me ask you this question while Nagin puts up the board for us here. Mm -hmm. um, when we had Shador in here, was there anything that jumped out? Like when you were watching the game, uh, was there any parts of the interview that you went back to? Like, oh, he said that or... Yeah, Travis Hunter. Um, you know, remember I, I said to him that he threw a dime to him during uh, spring football right. at the time. And um, it, it was the whole thing where we, I asked him, you know, what's going to be the biggest transition for um, you going from Jackson State and HBCU program right. to a larger scale program? And he said, the altitude. He wasn't worried <laughs> about anything else. He wasn't worried about anyone else. Um, I think that, you know, just speaks to his mindset. It speaks to what they instill in right. him, um, Dion and, and, you know, his family and, and how he's grown up. Um, he's just ready for the moment. And right. I think that it's one thing to be ready for the moment and, and to keep the receipts and, you know, to, uh, you know, harbor. He is harm. the moment. He is the moment. But I think it's one thing to to keep the receipts and talk a lot and have that arrogance and that cockiness let, and that let stuff let about you, you and not r deliver results. He does both, which a is why he's a problem. That's right. Ashley, listen, to, when, when we... I'm just, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about this conversation, private mm -hmm. conversation, but I can share it with everyone that I had with Dion. Mm -hmm. We did that interview, right? Dion called me after and he said, thank you, mm -hmm. right? This is Dion Center. He's so busy, right? Mm -hmm. He said, thank you, man, because, you know, it's a village. It takes a village to help with all the kids and all the babies. This is how he's talking to me. And he's saying, my son, mm -hmm. this is Dion Sanders, prime time. Prime he has time. three, four different names. And he... He is the moment. He mm -hmm. is. Some might say he might be cocky at time, or, or or he's just super confident. Or some say he might be cocky, but he's like, yo, this kid. Sometimes I can't even, you know, I can't even get to him at times, right? So you'll see Dion having certain men around that can get to not only him but the Travis Hunters of the world. I say that because when I say he is the moment, Ashley, it's like, yo, his personality might be bigger than his father's. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like that type of confidence, that type of yeah, swagger. Yeah, he has a very confident swagger. And, and that came to life. I was like, this is Deion Sanders talking to me about his son and how thankful he is that we gave him this spot and then how we're pouring into him, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah. you know, I just came to mind when I was watching that as well. And you know what? Look, like I said, it's been one game, but I absolutely do love the fact that I'm a big fan of people proving people wrong. Mm -hmm. And as much as I may think that, you know, we're jumping the gun after just one game, I absolutely love the fact that Prime, his son, 
are proving people wrong yep. and they're not doing it you know with chirping back they're doing it with their actions and and i love that i respect that um and i'm excited to see this team i will be watching every single game that they play this and, year and JP, I'm, I'm very much invested into this season jp one of our producers i just want to say we just got 10 minutes out of ashley nicole moss talking about colorado for three days in Thank, a row listen you're welcome colorado did i say colorado 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 Mm, not quite. Pittsburgh. Colorado. Say you that. just said coffee. Okay, but that's how you say it. No, that's not how you say it. It's okay, coffee. let's let's have this discussion no, let's real quick. Back to the show. When you <laughs> when you cough, ha, say cough. When you cough. Oh my god. Cough, what? But it's it's the exact same no. phonetic. <laughs> okay, whatever. Cough and coffee have the exact same phonetic. It's it's phonetically sounding the same. I don't even know what phonetic means. It means <laughs> the sound, the sound. Before. It's the sound phonetic. of the word. Come on. Stop oh, you don't know what phonetic? No. Brandon, what did they teach you at UCF? Football. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> but I am smart. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Here we go. Listen, Tom Brady. Listen, the goat. He may be enjoying retirement or, or not so much. Seven rings to his name, multiple records broken that we may never see right. happen again. But even in retirement, even in all the busy things he has going on, he cannot stop harping on the rings that never were. Listen, the NFL script is something that we're constantly talking about during the NFL season. And they put out, the NFL put out a hilarious video um, attesting to this script. And um, Tom Brady said there ain't no script because if there was, he wouldn't have lost to Peyton's little brother twice. Take a look at this video. <laughs> I think the NFL scripted. You think I really would have played along with a script that had me losing to Peyton's little brother Eli twice in the Super Bowl? <laughs> I love funny Brady. Brady has a dry sense of humor. It's not like a ha ha ha. It's very much yeah. like he kind of his sense of humor reminds me of my dad. It's a very dry sense of humor. Like he right. says things. There, there's not a lot of like right. inflection in his voice when he says it, but they're funny. They're off cuff. But it's true. Like I think Brady. I think Brady's a perfect example of somebody like. He would never have played along with a script that had him losing twice in the Super Bowl to Eli Manning of all people. Yeah, you know what I love so, about this, Ashley, um, is that there's there was real beef between Brady and the Mannings, mm -hmm. right? Remember, <clears throat> there was a was a it real beef or was yeah, it? Yeah, remember, remember there was a I don't know if it was Spy Gate or Deflate Gate, but it was one of the gates, and there was some recordings that came out. Maybe it was his father, maybe it was him, and he was talking about how he was like. Basically, like, I'm better than uh, uh, Peyton Manning. It was him. It's about him and Peyton Manning. And he said some things like, oh, sh that, that, there's real beef, like, or real competition. They don't, they, they really competing. And he said something, or his father said something in a way where I was like, yo, per Peyton Manning can take this really personal. But what I love about this and what I loved about the relationship this for the past 20, 25 years is that they work together and they play together. Right. They've always acted like this. They've always been fun. Mm -hmm. They've always, you know, uh, dumbed themselves down. Right. Knowing that there, there's three Hall of Famers. So I absolutely love this. Um, you know, uh, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Eli Manning. They continue to just bring us beautiful jewels like this from a comedy standpoint. So and if you guys missed the video, um, Tom Brady said, quote, you think I would really play along with a script that had me losing to Peyton's little brother, Eli, twice in the Super Bowl? And he said, no. 
Um, we used to be. We used to be. I ahead, I actually hate Tom Brady for losing to Eli Manning twice because Giants fans won't shut the hell up about it. Like right. to this day, I actually have a beef with Tom Brady for life for this very reason because Giant fans will continue to walk around not only oh we won a Super Bowl in this decade and the last decade can the Cowboys do that and we beat Tom Brady da -da -da -da. Brady this is your fault. This this wouldn't ha they wouldn't have these bragging rights if it but weren't were for you, team. Brady. But they were the better team. Mm, and, that's Eli, debatable. and Eli was the better quarterback. And I'm glad on I don't have my earpiece in, so I can't hear BC and Andrew uh, talking to my well, I'll, I'll, head. I, no, but I'll speak for them. I'm, no, you can't. See, not, this, not is, Andrew, this is Andrew. 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 This is I'm where not, not, I don't know who Andrew follows. I, like hearing that story two weeks mm -hmm. ago, where Andrew, you know, dumped this team and now he adopted a new team. I don't understand what that is, but I can speak. You can't attest. You can't speak for them. Yes, Brandon. I can. Because no, if you want to be a Cowboys saying, you, you fan this like season, it, you the, can't do it. The way you said it though is like Ooh. it was more about Tom Brady than it was about Eli Manning. Eli Manning was phenomenal strike phenomenal strike phenomenal one. down the stretch like you talking about clutch some of the biggest clutch some of the most clutch plays that we have ever seen in this mm. game so put respect on eli manning's name now is he his brother absolutely not is he tom brady absolutely not but man he showed up when he was supposed to and he got two rings and he'll be a hall of famer whether I, you like it or not i would like the cowboys bandwagon committee to take note of what Brandon Marshall just oh said and add that to the record of him when we review his application after Sunday's game that he on September 6th went ahead and defended the Giants on this show that is officially a strike one against you are we journalists or not that is a strike one against you. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Let's go. So there. we're yeah. gonna go ahead and just mark that for the record and Are for the review. Are we journalists or not? We will mark that for the record and for the yeah. review process. Yeah, you're yeah. not even a journalist. Yeah, yeah. How you know? Because you're you not. Don't know. You don't you know. You didn't go to journalism I went to school, school for football and I went to school for communications and journalism. No, you didn't. UCF has the best program when it comes to journalism. That is not even tr remotely close to the truth. Close. It's not even close. Syracuse. And then you see it. No, that I'm not even about to argue this with you. Anyway, speaking of goats, Aaron Rodgers and I are like this. Aaron Rodgers may have just become my new best friend. I like this new Aaron Rodgers. I'm a fan. I was a fan of Aaron Rodgers just from a skill set point of view, yeah. but I feel like I could hang out with him and do ayahuasca and talk about UFOs because on Hard Knocks, the finale, um, Aaron Rodgers detailed his run-in with extraterrestrials. <laughs> Listen to this heard the sound and we saw this tremendously large object moving through the sky and it was like a scene out of Independence Day whatever the hell it was I don't know but it was definitely unidentified it was definitely flying it was definitely a large object <laughs> Aaron Aaron I believe you we could have I, I I would love to sit down with you and have this conversation. I wholeheartedly believe you when you tell this story. Aliens are real. We've had this conversation on this very show. You guys know I'm very big into the stars and like, you know, energy and the galaxies. You're an environmentalist. Aaron Rodgers, you and I can sit down for just an hour. Drink ayahuasca and talk about UFOs. This is my kind of guy. This is my kind of guy. First off, you can't drink ayahuasca and then have a conversation. I feel like you go into like hallucination. Not and if you, then, not yes, if you, you do. do it with somebody you, How you a know? shaman. Have you done it? No, but I've researched it. Ashley, no. Listen, this I is my listen. People, this is my kind of guy. I had some guy. interesting people like, yo, we're all going to Costa Rica. I love and Costa Rica. We would love. It's a small group. 
Mm-hmm. It was like an elite group. Like this is when I was like, "Yo, uh, uh, the um, what they call it, the uh, Illuminati and those little um groups." I'm like, "Yo, that's a real thing," because all of a sudden these like people start inviting me to weird things like this, and, and so they're like, "Yeah, this is has one be for three, four days." I was so scared, so frightened. So I don't think I've never done it before, um, but I don't think you can go have a conversation. And then Aaron Rodgers, I'm not, I'm not subscribing to this whole UFO thing, but Aaron Rodgers has opened up my mind and many others to this ayahuasca, to these dark retreats, you know, plan. What are you not subscribing to? The UFO thing. Like, come on, you're going too far. Like, you don't think like, aliens exist? You think of, like, let me, let me give you. I haven't seen them. Let me. I haven't seen them. Let me give, let me give you the quick science no, don't give this. me no quick science. I'm going to give you the quick science. The quick the science. science. Does sharks exist? So you think exist? because you can't see something that it doesn't exist? Do you believe in God? Do you believe in God? Have you ever answer, seen God? No, because what are you saying? Like, <laughs> like, have you seen God? No, doesn't mean you don't believe in it. I've seen God. I, I, if you look at the science of our solar system very quickly, oh right? Goodness, Every star in the sky is a sun to a different planet. The Milky Way is only one galaxy of multiple galaxies in the universe. It would be ignorant for us to believe that we are the only form of life I existing in every single galaxy of the universe. We It may not be like, they may not look like us. I, I, I agree with you. They there. may not be little green Martian people. Alien just means unexplored or foreign like individual. I, 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 Aliens I, 100% exist. I, I, I agree with you there. Um, but we haven't seen them. Have you? And none of us. Everybody keeps saying, I've I, I, I've oh seen. Oh my! <laughs> I've Yo, seen some things. Woo! I know this wasn't in the rundown. I've seen some things. I've seen some things. You haven't seen anything. I've seen so some. What, what I've about, seen you know some many, things. You know how many? Um, you know how many? Um, you know um, how many species there are in the ocean that we haven't discovered? Right. So are they aliens? They, yes, if you technically, if you want to go by definition. Okay. Right. Like, I, I just, listen, Aaron Rodgers is my kind of guy. Any guy that I could sit down with and have a full-blown discussion about aliens, you're you're the guy for me. So. Well, well, listen, we'll have to come back to that and uh, potentially spin a block. Um, you know who else is spinning a block? Not me. Go ahead. I get <laughs> that is, that is, but it is like we keep talking about that. She keeps saying Ashley Nicole Moss, Brandon Marshall here on SiriusXM Faction Talk. Um, channel 103 mm-hmm. here on YouTube. Uh, appreciate you guys uh, for listening to us and also rocking with us. Um, but Ashley keeps talking about she never spins the block. Mm-mm. Ashley, here's a great example of a good spin the block. Give it to me. Rihanna and Puma spins the block. Um, a lot of people uh, been asking what's happening here. You know, they launched this years ago. Uh, there was... You know, it seemed like it was some success, right? And then she started diving into Fenty and doing some other things. And then it was like, where's Puma? Where's Puma? So now, you know, you have Rihanna and Puma coming back together. And everybody, all the little girlies. And I, I don't know why JP got me saying that. <laughs> all the little girlies is the getting girlies. Up their money ready. But here's a dope video of Rihanna. She looks amazing. She just had baby number two. And um, it seems like she's back to business. So it's the it's Puma, it's Fenty, and now what's next? What everybody's been waiting for is you this have an next idea album. Where you're going next? Look, she looks um, phenomenal. I think this is. I mean, I know where I'm going next, but the, I can't tell you that. <laughs> what's, what's the fun yeah, of that? Right. <laughs> Yeah, 
Yeah, but you your snapback could be phenomenal. Like your snapback. She had that baby I, like two weeks ago. Like, no, Rihanna had the baby like a like my, six weeks ago. The, the snapback is crazy mm, in other areas, but it's just like the tummy maybe. for some that you know it may take a little bit more time. Some women even need you know a little uh, mommy makeover, a little tummy tuck because of. You know the what, what happens there. I wouldn't know, but um. <laughs> well, you gonna have to learn. You, when you, you when are you thirty? Mm-hmm. You got you got babies in the future. You know what? You know what they said. You freezing your eggs is a wonderful thing. It takes all that stress away from you. Have you froze your eggs? Not yet, but that's the plan. So what's the like? If ideally, um, if 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 you can say I want to have babies, I want to have a family, I have babies, but if this is where you choose to go, like when 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 do you want to have kids? Mm, like thirty five, thirty six. I'm not mad at that. I'm not. Rihanna's I'm not, 35. I'm not, I'm not mad at that. Sometimes we have babies too early, like 30. Sometimes you're still figuring out who you are and you're still traveling the world. I would, I, I would tell you right now, I would be a terrible mother right now. Like, I would be maternal in terms of, like, I'd be very loving, but I, I'm, I, I wouldn't be selfless enough to – I'm not selfless enough at this moment in time to, to be a mom. Okay. And also, there's no suitors. So, unless I'm uh, having a sperm a donor. Um, no, there's no suitors that I want to have babies with, okay. to make that clear. Okay. Um, I'm actually very excited about this Rihanna Puma um, you know, relaunch. Fun fact, I was actually signed to Puma when the first collection came out. And I used to do a lot of influencer deals. I actually had that outfit she's wearing in the photo on the left. So I used to go to all the launches of the new collection wow. and I would get sent to them. I have those shoes, the creepers, they were called. So I'm very excited to see what this new collection looked like. And um, yeah, shout out to Rihanna. The bag just keeps getting bigger. That was breaking news? Yeah. News? That was news, not breaking Yeah, that news. was my first like big... Um, influencer brand deal i guess you think with her was call Puma. you back could they call you back you just got they should spin the block they, yeah, yeah spin <laughs> the block you're yeah, right 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 spin <laughs> the block um listen we're gonna we're gonna switch gears a little bit and we're gonna talk about your the bromance of you and russell wilson your boy because sean payton wants your boy <laughs> to loosen up a little bit um, Sean Wickersham revealed a very interesting bit of information in his recent profile of new Denver Broncos head coach Sean Payton. Um, he said that Wilson needs to salvage, that he told Russell Wilson rather, that he needs to salvage his career and needs to, in order to salvage his career rather, he needs to focus less on Russell Inc. Saying, quote, Will you effing stop kissing all the babies? You're not running for public office. So, so look, you know, um, something I say often on the show and a lot of us say, you know, it's like, look, I'm with you when you write. Mm -hmm. And I'm with Sean Payton when he's right. Now, there's more to it. Um, I think that, you know, when we make it to uh, this type of level that Russell Wilson has, has, has uh, uh, you know, climbed and, and been sitting at for uh, very for 10 years now mm -hmm. um, you need people that can sit back watch analyze and give you the real right you hear people all the time all the time say oh don't have yes men around you don't have yes women around you um, and I don't think that's the case with Russell I do think there's people in his life that keep it real with him but this is a really good thing uh, for Russ because you know look he won the Super Bowl um, I'm not sure if he was the MVP of that Super Bowl, but he won the Super Bowl. Um, he was—he's the—he's been the most winningest quarter. He's the—he's the most winningest quarterback through ten years. So he's had a lot of success on the field. We all know that he married, uh, you know, a supermodel, a superstar in, you know, Sierra, right? Like 
that's a big deal and their love is real you understand like i've been around them too and it's real i love uh the relationship that they have and what they have built and then he's had a lot of success off the field as well with you know building companies and so russell is uh i would say russell is 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 on the path to becoming a mogul you know who's a mogul tom brady does it quietly you see sean uh, uh peyton manning which peyton manning is doing with omaha productions and other ventures um there's there's lebron james they do it but it's like you got to do it at the right time right and you also got to know when to add and when to subtract and so russell's in this pivotal moment in his career where it's like all those things are easier when you're winning so if you're winning, if you're the Russell Wilson that we saw the first six, seven years, eight years, the production companies, the uh, apparel brands, uh, you know, you becoming an owner, all of that stuff becomes easy. Think about the, 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 the journey of Russell Wilson the last two years. The last two years, it's been a lot of negativity. It's been rough, right? You got people saying like, who is this guy? And they're questioning Russell Wilson. So naturally Russell's going to come back around and say like, no, I got to protect myself. I got to protect my image. I got to protect my family. I got to protect my future. You got to control the narrative. But if you do too much of that, that can hurt what you're doing on the field. And if that hurts what you do on the field, then it hurts everything. So for Sean Payton to be in Russell Wilson's life in this moment, talking like that, put, the, put that back up. Let's put that back up there. That's big. This is what Sean Payton does. This is Sean Payton is in that same category as Bill Belichick. Sean Payton is in that same category as Bill Parcells, as Mike Tomlin. There's only a handful of coaches still to this day. Todd Bowles, even Pete Carroll in his loving kumbaya L.A. vibe way. There's only a handful of coaches that can talk to superstars this way. You know, in basketball, actually, let's name a few, right? Like uh, uh, our coach for the, the Spurs. What's his name? Greg Popovich. Like Popovich. Popovich can go to a, a superstar and keep it all the way funky, all the way 100, right? Without them getting all in their feelings. So if you go back up to that, sorry, throw that back up there, sorry. But look what he said. This is, he, he knew this was going to come out. He knew we were going to be talking about this. Will you fucking stop kissing all the babies? He said, you're not running for public office. You're talking to Russell Wilson like that. You're starting quarterback, the face of the franchise, the most winningest quarterback through 10 years. The guy who is, what, making $50 million a year, top five paid in the NFL, in the history of the NFL. And guess what? That's what, what, what gets back, get teams back on track and athletes back on track. So I absolutely love this uh, from Sean Payton. And I know... My bro, bromancer, whatever you want to call it, because you every time you talk about Russell Wilson, you always say bromance. But I know he's embracing this, and it could be uncomfortable at times. And so, Ashley, what I'm seeing right now, the last thing I would say here, what I'm seeing right now, let's watch out for the Denver Broncos. Let's watch out for the Denver Broncos. You feel better? I feel like you had a lot to get off your chest. That yeah. was a lot. It was. It was. It was a little. It was a lengthy, but that's okay. <laughs> Russell Wilson gets you fired up. I get it. Um, JP said that Malcolm Smith was actually the the MVP of that Super Bowl. He um okay. googled that, so that's an interesting stat. Malcolm Smith. Malcolm Smith. Uh, was that the who? Malcolm Smith. What did he play? Was that? Was he play defense? Um, I Malcolm believe Smith. so. JP, uh, double check that for me, but I believe <clears throat> if my memory serves me correctly, I believe he did. Hey, everybody but, on TikTok, Ashley just said I got lengthy. Oh, uh, linebacker. Oh, linebacker. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, 
So I will say this. I, I have pushed back on, on just two things that Sean Payton said here. Um, or just actually just one. I don't find – I know a lot of people talk about Russell Wilson being corny, da 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 I don't think he's corny. I think he comes across disingenuous at times, meaning he just comes across very much like that's not who you really are, but that's who you're pretending to be, kind mm -hmm. of. I think when it comes to who he is within the realm of the sport, I think Russell Wilson behind closed doors is a lot more fun than Russell Wilson when he's in front of the cameras mm -hmm. within the NFL. Mm -hmm. I think he's a lot more laid back. I think he's a lot more cracking jokes. I think he's a lot more relatable. I think that for whatever reason, he feels that he has to be a perfect version of Russell Wilson in front of the camera. PC Russell Wilson, politically correct Russell Wilson. He has to be, you know, say the right thing, not say too much. Right. And I don't think that's who he is behind closed doors. I feel like if he kind of led with a little bit more of, who Russell probably is at home, right? who Russell is, you know, in practice, who Russell is when he's working out in the off season, who Russell is on vacation. I think the public perception of him would change a little bit. Guys would be able to relate to him more. Right. I also think that the only thing I didn't like about what um, Sean Payton said here was the word salvage his career. Russell Wilson had a bad year, mm -hmm. but Russell Wilson hasn't had a bad career. Mm -hmm. He, is a Super Bowl winner. He's an MVP. He's probably going into the Hall of Fame. Right. Like, he is solidified as a great quarterback. He's had a great career. I don't think one season, down season, makes or breaks that. So the word salvage and salvage his career, I don't think he has to salvage his career. I think he has to salvage the perception of him and yeah. the perception of him as a quarterback and a winning quarterback. But his career is solidified. What he did in Seattle... It, you, it's solidified. You See, can't take I, that from I, him. I, I agree with you, Ashley, on that, but that's actually a good thing that he said it that way. No, you I don't. I, mean? I just no. think that it's. I just don't think it's true. One hundred percent. Yeah. But, but what's happening right now? Okay, mm -hmm. let's put ourselves in Russell Wilson's shoes. When you have a coach that says this publicly, you're you're you'll read through some of this and be like, "That's valid. That's valid." Or, "Damn, why he say that?" Mm -hmm. And then you may go to him and say, "Well, w w coach, why'd you say that?" Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like Jay Cutler, uh, 2008, he publicly came out and he said, you know what? If B. Marsh continue to get in trouble, we're just going to have to move on from him. Mm -hmm. And I was crushed. I'm sitting there watching this like, yo, how my dog say that? Mm -hmm. And I pulled him to the side. I'm like, bro, this is how that made me feel. Why would you mm -hmm. do that? And he's, But it made me think. It made me real curious. He said, B, because it's true. And so I didn't agree with all he said, but... You know, with, with what he said and how he did it pushed me to think. And that thinking got me on a better path and a better track. And I eventually got there. Mm -hmm. Right. So Russell Wilson, if we're in his shoes right now, he's like, damn. Yeah. I Like Ashley's right. Uh, uh, salvage my career. You, you know who I am. But then what, no. what's happening now is now mm -hmm. he's on he's on notice. He might be even walking on some some eggshells. Mm -hmm. And it's like, all right, now I got to be on my game. And now I'm like, that don't matter. That don't matter. It's about ball. It's about this. And so um, this is what makes uh, uh, Sean Payton no, special. No, I, I, I agree completely. I just think for me, my biggest knock against Russell, 
I don't I don't use a down year as a defining moment in a player's career. If you've had several down years, that's a conversation that was he a one and done? Was he a one hit wonder, right, a one trick right. pony? But we're talking about Russell Wilson, who his resume speaks for itself. I mean, you pull up the stats, you pull up two time Super Bowl, um, been to a Super Bowl twice back to back. Right. Um, winning one. Um, should have had two if it wasn't for that crazy call that, you know, the uh, Marshawn Lynch not running it called, but that's different. I mean, Russell's solidified in what he's done in his career. Right, right. I just wish Russell was less robotic. Hold on. I think me, that's the word. Not disingenuous. Robotic is the word. Actually, you, you were uh, dead on on your assessment, and it's not like I think, I think. You know this is he my is brother. Ro- hold on, hold on. Russell Wilson is you. robotic. I tell you, listen. I'll tell you, and you know, I don't, I don't even go, dis, you know, disclose too much personal stuff and private things. Russell Wilson is amazing when we freaking in Cabo. He's amazing when you're at his crib and we're training and we're out to dinner. He is amazing. But you got to understand that, like, not just Russell Wilson, it's like LeBron James. Do we always get the most genuine version of LeBron James? Who LeBron, I'll tell you right now, who LeBron is on camera is who LeBron is behind the scenes. Really? He so, is Okay, he is so that what person. about this? Why the hell, like, and this is just something like, just very interesting and very he is that person. petty. But LeBron James is not trying to control his narrative. LeBron James, like they keep saying, every time he has a book in his hand, he's always on page one. I mean, it's funny, but I'm saying LeBron's manner, LeBron's mannerisms, the way he talks, the way he speaks, the way he carries himself, that's LeBron if you saw him outside of the game. Okay. Like Russell is, he flips a switch almost, oh. and I feel like, Russell has a lot more about his personality that's endearing that he let like if if a reporter if you're in a in a post um conference after a game and a reporter says something crazy to you I want to hear Russell say we're not talking about that right now I'm not dealing with that like I, oh, I don't want to hear I don't want to okay. hear him say yeah you know we're just going through a little bit of a rough no like give time me a Tom out. Brady okay, answer call him out okay so I bring up we're not worrying I, I, about the reason that why I bring up LeBron and I'm gonna get to that let me write down so because you know I can forget some stuff all right post game response okay boom I got that LeBron James is he not strategic when he steps in front of the camera Strategic in what way? LeBron controlling his message, controlling his narrative, understanding what he's trying to accomplish, understanding where he's going tomorrow, where he's going in five years. Is See, that, LeBron that's James the, strategic? That's the whole clutch machine. But LeBron, I'm not trying to argue with you. But no, I'm no, just no. To, yeah. That's the whole clutch machine. So but LeBron's personality the is the same. Okay, but is he strategic when how he moves publicly and how he conducts himself in those post uh, game interviews? Yes and no. But what I, I'm it's yes and no because is he strategic about he maybe is. actually he is he is and yes but, and but no when it comes his person off is he'll curse LeBron will curse LeBron will give you what you just said but now you're talking about uh, Russell Wilson don't forget who Russell Wilson is this Christian this Christian his faith his religion his, that's, that's who he is I agree he, so so. He's not going to come out and curse. I don't he's expect not, him to. He's not going to be combative. He is a kumbaya loving guy. So that part where people usually get mad, and that's why people like frown on the guys like Russell Wilson and the Tim Tebow's. Tim Tebow went through the same thing. Oh, when everybody, the whole world responds this way, now you want me to respond that way, but I'm walking this way. So Yeah, but Tim Tebow was the same way off outside of the cameras as he was in. There's a difference between being strategic uh, 
and being disingenuous. Being strategic is is, is not the same thing as being disingenuous. Who Tim Tebow is in front of the cameras is who he is behind the scenes. This is the same guy who waited get, waited to have example. sex until he was married. Uh, we don't know that. That's what that's the narrative. That's the okay. narrative that he pushed. But what I'm saying is, it's, as even <laughs> you know this, as somebody who knows Russell Wilson outside of the specs of the game you know for a fact that he is a lot cooler, a lot chiller, a lot more um, um, relatable than he presents himself in front of the camera. He acts like a politician when the cameras are on. Well, he acts reason, like somebody the, 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 who's very robotic and who's very, like, PC. There doesn't come across yeah. like he's giving you the real. He's not giving you his real thoughts. He's not giving you his real emotions. It's a very watered-down, what-you-want-to-hear version, and people have a hard time relating to that. Tell me how you really feel. You don't have to be rude. You don't have to scream. You don't have to curse. But be honest. Authentic, be real. But, but, but why? Because when I'm because real, when I'm real, like why? I'm gonna give you the real, right? Like he has how many followers does his wife have? How many followers does he have? How many people is watching Monday Night Football? How many people is watching these post conference interviews? So as athletes and artists or people in prominent positions, right, that have a platform, right? Like that's why I brought up LeBron because if you can control your narrative, and sometimes you can go too far, and I agree with you, sometimes Russell Wilson and other athletes may go too far trying to control their narrative, mm -hmm. but if if I give you my real, you're gonna hurt me. So you go out there and you try to control what you can control. And a lot of athletes, and, and, and look at Bill Belichick, he gives you who he is and is real, but he ain't giving you nothing. It's like, I don't y'all don't even deserve this. That's different, but who, that's different though. You being coy and you being, Russell Wilson, the biggest uh -huh. knock against Russell in his entire career, uh, even with guys who have played with him, is that he is not relatable. Yeah. He seems very much, I am here and the rest of you are here. And that may be fine if you right. work in an office. Right. But when you are a quarterback of a football team, you have to be relatable to the guys on the field with you. You want to you know be what? relatable to the guys on the field with you. And in order to do that, you have to go ahead and be less I'm Russell Wilson, Russell Inc., politician. I'm going to give you, you – and you have to just chill a little bit. He is – I'm willing to bet Sierra and him have a very different relationship behind closed okay, doors. They're cracking me, jokes. Right, They're laughing. It. He's making jokes. He's fun. Why can't you lead with some of that relatability right, so, so, so in public? Get, so, so let's get to when it. When you deal with people for a living. So, so I do agree with you there, right? But, again – you know, when you are faith based and you're a Christian guy, like, and you can, all of those guys are, are not relatable in the locker room. Hell, even when I gave my life to Christ and I was on my walk, mm -hmm. right? People looking at me like Bible, Bible study, pray, read a book. No, they're looking at me like I'm weird. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, and I'm not even in that class of the Russell Wilson's and the Tim Tebow's of the world, Brian Dawkins of the world. They're not relatable. So, of course, a lot of these guys aren't going to understand that. But also something that we got to understand, and we we, we we don't even we don't even have time on these type of shows. This is why I love, you know, in this space, because we, we're supposed to be on to the next thing. But right now, we can actually have this conversation and peel back the layers. You know, we have the, you know, I Am Athlete show, which we'll bring back here in October. And, and so, like, you can really dive into these stories. And that's why, I like, you know, I can't wait to sit down and interview my guy. Mm -hmm. And so we can really talk right and people can see that side or you can look at other sides of the story but when he came in a league what did he walk into this was a a third rounder 
right? He he wasn't even a starter. They gave him the ball like a week or two before. Like, okay, you're the guy. But that's so okay, far gone. I know, now. but listen to listen to what I'm saying. I'm just saying now let's go back to you know me and you both into mental health. You know, so we understand the process, right? Trauma, and then like how you can build things around like boundaries, guardrails to protect yourself. So when he came in, and and I never talked to him about this, you know, but there's uh speculation and there's stories out there, but wasn't there disrespect? And the you know guys disrespecting his 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 past marriage, right? His teammates, right? Remember Richard? Like y'all don't people don't understand the Legion of Boom. These are like the competition and the the the, the like you're talking about the the fights every single day that the offense went through against the defense was legendary. It was like the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're on one team now. The Pittsburgh Steelers, okay, versus the 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 Cincinnati Bengals or the Cleveland Browns like legendary but they're on the same team and I'm saying that because I have some information and it's like think about all these people that are standing up saying well Russell Wilson this I play with him Russell Wilson that these are guys that every day was totally disrespectful to Russell Wilson and so now he built a border around himself to like protect himself in that environment and now the Legion of Boom is gone. Now he can he can morph and, and, and evolve into the leader. Now I'm the guy. And so I, I, I say that because I feel like, you know, there came a time where he had to figure out how to survive in that locker room. And then once those guys were gone, it's like, okay, now who am I the leader? So I just think there's more to it of why Russell Wilson moved the way he moves. And now he's in Yeah, Denver. but you having you having uh, um you having up a barrier to protect yourself and to, you know to protect your peace and things like that is different than not being relatable we we had this conversation well, we had this conversation with Matthew Stafford Matthew Stafford is having a hard time relating to his young wide receivers a, and yeah. it is it is it is def, it is it is um what's the word I'm looking for his success as a quarterback relies on his relatability to the guys in the locker room. So what is he doing? He made those Facebook packets so that he can learn about your guys. Yes. When you deal with people, when you are the leader of a football team, you don't have the benefit of it's me and it's you. Mm -hmm. And when we get on the field, let's become one. That's not how that works. If those guys in that locker room cannot relate to you, if those guys in that locker room don't have anything that they see in similarity with you, whether it's the music you like, whether it's how you carry yourself, whether it's the jokes that you make, if there's no form of relatability, you struggle chemistry-wise, and then that I, trickles down to the okay. performance of the team. All I'm simply saying is I don't need him to go out there and be a drastically different version of himself. And if what you're saying about the Legion of Boom and that era is true, that's over. Okay. Be a Russell Wilson now that people okay. can relate to. Okay. Stop being politician, Russell Wilson. Right, we don't like it. It's not getting you anywhere. So, so the last thing I have here uh, in response to what you just said, and then if you want to, we can move on. Mm -hmm. Really good conversation. Um, the Russell Wilson in Denver mm -hmm. story is totally different than the Russell Wilson in Seattle story. The Russell Wilson in... Uh, Denver story. He is he is more relatable. Mm -hmm. He is connected to his teammates. He's flying his teammates to San Diego. They're training. They're flying all over the place. He's going out to dinner. He's doing so much more. Why? Because of what Peyton Sean Peyton just said. Throw this back up there real quick. Coach Peyton said what? Stop worrying about your effing. What did he say? Russell it's an eye opening tidbit from Seth Wickersham. Okay, 
terrific piece on Broncos head coach Sean Payton, who shared his very point message to Russell Wilson. What are you reading? He told <laughs> Russell Wilson that he told Russell Wilson to salvage his career. He needed to focus less on Russell Inc. Will you effing stop kissing all the babies? He said you're not running for public office. So let's break that down. He cares about what people thinks. So now he goes from Seattle to Denver. So now he's actually probably overdoing the whole connecting with guys in the, in the locker room thing. The reason why it's a problem in Denver is not because Russell's not connecting with the guys in the locker room. It's not because he's not relatable. It's because he's not winning. When you go out there and you get this special, you get the special parking spot. If that's what's, if that's, if that's, if that's true, if your wife can come to the game and she has a, a special whatever because she's Sierra, she probably should have uh, more security or you know because she has her own fan base. When you do that, when you have your own PT coming into the locker room and other guys don't have that, which Sean, uh, uh, Tom Brady has, uh, Peyton Manning did. All of these other guys that came before him did. When you don't win, now it's a problem. Everybody in the locker room will look at you like, yo, we just gave you how much money? You supposed to be the savior, and we losing, and we giving you all of that? That's what the problem in Denver is. It's not that he's not relatable. It's that he's not winning. And then in Seattle, um, I just want to hit this. It's like I was there, and I saw it, and it was so disrespectful, uh, Ashley. It, you know, this is one of the reasons why they win. Like, uh, you know, it's competition every single day. And I've never seen anything like this where the offense goes against the defense like this. And I'm trying to give you, a, a, you know, people more glimpse into like this whole Russell Wilson thing and the Seattle, the Legion of Boone thing. So I was there and I'm in year 13, Ashley. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my career is pretty much over. All right. But I'm still, you know, I, I, you know, listen, I, I'm still me. I'm still one of the best receivers statistically, you know, that ever come in a game. And I just say that this is just real. Like, this is real. Okay, I hate talking about myself that way, but it's real. So I'm sitting there. Doug Baldwin's also in the in that same group, and Doug Baldwin is 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 really good. But Doug Baldwin, I'm sorry, you know what? I'm I'm going to cocky right now. This is I'm going into me. Doug Baldwin ain't me. We go out to practice, and we're competing in one on ones. I help a DB up, shake his hand. I say, good job. We get in the meeting room, we watching film. I'm sitting all the way in the back and all the young dudes in the front. And I'm kicked up just watching film. Doug Baldwin sitting in front of me. He turns around and look at me. He say, we don't do that. We don't fucking shake their hands. Don't ever do that shit again. And this is me. I'm like, oh my goodness, he put me in a situation. Like, why are you talking to me like this? But I understood in that moment, I was like, this is their culture. And I kept my mouth shut. I said, okay. And I ain't say nothing, but I felt some type of way. I'm like, damn, dog, like, why are you talking to me like that? Like, I'm 13-year vet. You know, we got a good relationship. And then you curse at me and you, 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 you jump on me like that? Knowing that I'm liable to stand up and slap you in the head. I should have slapped them in the head. In retrospect, I should have slapped that Doug Baldwin in the head. But see, I didn't, I didn't come in as myself. I came in like, let me dumb myself down. I should have slapped him in the head, and I probably have been cut the next day. But that's just like, Well, that's, listen. I Speaking. Doug, I should have slapped you in the head, boy. <laughs> I'm telling you. I love you, boy. I love you. You know what I'm saying? Ain't no more beef. And it's my first time getting this off my chest. Ashley, can I get 30 more seconds to get this off my mm -hmm. chest? I should have slapped you in your head, boy.
That was real disrespectful. And you put me in a situation knowing that I'm at the tail end of my career. One mistake, my ass is on the next plane out. Like, come on, bro. Come on, bro. I was a good uh, law-abiding citizen in Seattle. And you put me in position. You put me in position to slap me in the head. Sorry, Ashley. Well, listen, <laughs> speaking of, speaking, I got the stage going. It's going. Uh, is it working that way, it's, or do I need to go like this? This is what uh, just, Kyrie did to us. Yeah, yeah, smudging. Just he breathe it in, breathe like it out. That. I listen, love you, Doug, but speaking, I should have slapped you in the head, Doug. Speaking of slapping, speaking of cussing, <laughs> speaking of all that, uh, Shakur Stevenson, Brandon, what do you got for me? All right, so oh, now you want to go to fighting. I mean, so we are on the topic of great, fighting, so great, we might as well transition. That's a great transition. Thank listen, you. The reason why um, this is news is because it isn't news. Shakur Stevenson is, and Frank is Martin. It news? Yeah, it's like, because like Shakur, we don't want to see Shakur Stevenson and Frank Martin. We want to see Shakur Stevenson and Devin Haney. We want to see Shakur Stevenson and, and Javante Tank Davis. And there's all this chirping for the last seven, eight months, these super fights. Now you got the superstars. Boxing is back. People are putting their O's on the line. Guys ain't running from each other. We don't want to see Frank Martin. I respect Frank Martin. Frank Martin right now is 28 years old. He sits with 18 wins, zero losses, zero draws. So he's not, uh, uh, he's he's still good. He's not, this is not an easy fight for Shakur Stevenson, okay? But this dude, he's not that active. He's 28 and he only has 18 fights, professional fights. So, so, so like, yeah, okay, great. They may fight in November. They may fight in December. You, you know, will I watch? Yes. Am I going? No. I'm not going to this one. But when Shakur Stevenson and Devin Haney sign on the dotted line, I'm there. And you're going to be there too, Ashley. We're going to be sitting right there on like the seventh row. They don't even say one is, through is seven. Is Haney like ducking eight. him or something? He's, I don't know who's ducking who, but there's a lot of ducking happening between Shakur and, and Devin. I know Javante, you know, he's he need a little warm-up fight. He had to sit down for a little bit. But I know personally talking to, to Tank, he's like, yo, I, I went boom, 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 and this is where I'm going. Shit, you, we might only see three more fights out of uh, Javante Tank Davis. I know where his mind's at, but I don't know where 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 where, where De Devin Haney's mind is. I know where Shakur Stevens' mind. Now he say he want it right now. So Devin Haney is the fight. That's why I'm saying Ashley that it's news, but it's not news, right? So this fight is not news. The news is when are we going to see Shakur Stevenson and Devin Haney? So. All right. Somebody said Haney is a track star. He just keeps running yeah, fast. Yeah, thank you for the backup there. And I don't even know Devin like that. You know what I'm saying? And I, I think he's an amazing person. He's very strategic. He is him. He's he's great. But, like, man, this era, y'all are here. You know, so I, I, I think a lot of us are excited to see Shakur Stevenson, Devin Haney, and Javante Tank Davis just get after it. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented... 
They'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Well, we are going to go ahead and transition back to football, and we're going to talk Mike Evans and the saga that is happening with him and Tampa Bay. They may or may not be headed for a breakup. Only time will tell, but Bucks wide receiver Mike Evans is, quote, likely playing his final season in Tampa Bay after contract talks hit an impasse per Tampa Bay Times writer Rick Strode. Now, it is believed that Evans is seeking a contract similar to Rams wide receiver Cooper Cup's $80 million deal with $75 million included. Now, there has been an update since this story originally dropped. Mike Evans set a contract structure to the team that would be, quote, acceptable to him in order for him to stay in Tampa. That is according to Justina Anderson. Evans took the Buccaneers' considerations into account in that contract structure as well, and talks right now are currently still ongoing. Now, Evans has gone over a 1,000 yards in each season of his career, and it would be a great feel-good story, obviously, if he could go ahead and retire and end his career with the Buccaneers. But we have seen business can get a little messy in the NFL. So, I mean, Brandon, Mike Evans, one of the best. You're a big fan. I'm a big fan. Um, we spoke about can he have another 1,000-yard season? Obviously, Tom Brady is no longer his QB. Mm. It's now Baker Mayfield's. But if anyone can do it, despite that, it's Mike Evans. I mean – Contract talks during the season are exhausting. Um, they are for the athlete, right? Because mm-hmm. when you wake up every single day, you're putting your body on the line. Now, I'm not going to go that extreme and say, you know, you're putting your life on the line. A lot of people say that. I think in boxing that's true. You know, in football, over the last 40 years, we've seen maybe two incidents, DeMar Hamlin being the most recent one. Mm-hmm. But, like, Mike Evans can go out there today and practice, not even a game, and do what Travis Kelsey did. So now you say you hyperextend your knee, right? He, so like you, 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 so let's say you hyperextend your knee, mm-hmm. but you're negotiating for a contract. And now you're going into year 10. The team is going to say now, oh, whoa, hold on, hold on, hold on. We can't give him that money because we don't even know how he's not going to produce this year and we don't even know how you know, this is going to affect them the next year. Mm-hmm. So every day as an athlete in a season, as a, as a ball player, you're thinking about, damn, could this be the day that I roll my ankle in contract negotiations stall? Could this be the game that my knee go? So it's, it's tough, and I love his strategy. I think he's uh, the ultimate pro. I love watching him grow. And uh, seeing his career, you know, just flourish and he continues just to be he's one of the most consistent players we've ever seen in the game. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and I think that, yeah, like this is the great approach. Look, if we don't get it done by Saturday. Negotiations are off. But what is he telling us there? And I don't know. I haven't I haven't talked to Mike, but like, is he is he potentially saying that doesn't mean my business is stopping? Mm hmm. 
Because, like, you got until October to trade me. Mm-hmm. And so now you got to start thinking about if they don't get this done by Saturday, who can step up? Could the Jets step up? Mm-hmm. Could the Giants step up? Because there's a few teams out there that will go out there that has the cap space and that's in position to go make a move and could potentially be right where they need to be uh, come real football, and that's post-Thanksgiving. Uh, I think this situation is interesting because – Obviously, Mike Evans' resume speaks for itself, and you would think that that would equal a no-brainer for the Buccaneers. But I wonder if in the to- in the post-Tom Brady era, if they're thinking future, if they're thinking new, younger, shinier, brighter, if they're not willing to bring in a lot of that previous era with them into the new one, which is why these contract negotiations have hit an impasse. It's, it's a weird position when you're a team that, had a once in a lifetime quarterback and we've seen this you know when the Steelers made their transition and and when the the Broncos made their transition after Peyton Manning and you know the Colts with Andrew Luck and when you have you know a quarterback that you thought or was going to be in the franchise forever in the case of Big Ben he was in the case of Andrew Luck he retired early Mm -hmm. in the case of Peyton Manning his career came to an end because of injury in his neck after the Super Bowl and things like that you're in a weird position because you still have a lot of the other t- um, tangible pieces that can win, but you're missing the quarterback piece. Tampa's in a situation where you had Tom Brady, you had the success, you had the Super Bowl, you still have a lot of those pieces left over, but the quarterback's not there. So you're almost in a situation like, what is our identity? Are we a competitive team? Are we a rebuilding team? Are we a little bit of both? So it's it's going to be interesting how the situation is handled because Mike Evans is a great asset, right. but do you pay a great asset on a team with a quarterback that you don't think is going to be <laughs> the quarterback? What 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 good is a, an incredible wide receiver for eighty million dollars right. when Baker Mayfield is your quarterback? Listen, um, the game has changed, mm-hmm. and so for me, it makes more sense for Mike Evans. And this is hard for some players. It make it makes more sense for Mike Evans um, to potentially go somewhere else, and also from a Buck standpoint, because everything you just said is like, you know, what are we what, what are we doing here? Right? We seen this with the Rams. We seen this with Tampa. Tampa knew they went and got Tom Brady at 42, 43. Mm-hmm. They knew they're the window was get, small. They're lucky to get the two years out of Tom mm-hmm. Brady. Was it two or th- was it three? Mm-hmm. It was two. Mm-hmm. It was three? I thought it was three. Wasn't it three? three? Boom, boom, boom. JP, help us out there. He but went, they're lucky to get the more Bowl. than one year out of Tom. And three. they won the Super Bowl. So I say that because that's all they wanted. And, and, and to me, I'd rather, like, look, I'll go all in and win the Super Bowl and then say, now we got we to gotta sit in the cellars of the NFL, the freaking basement of the NFL for the next seven to ten years because the Super Bowl is that valuable and it's worth that much. So, like, now, take your time in building your team back up. There's no rush. You just won the Super Bowl. So, if I'm them. It was three years. So, it's three years. So, yeah. if I'm them, they're lucky to get that. If I'm them, I'm saying, you know what? Let me go get as as much as possible for for Mike, and then Mike can go in a situation where he get his money, and he can potentially be in position to win another one. And I, the reason why I said the business changed, Ashley, is because back in the day, that's that's what it was. Like we can't like free agency wasn't that powerful. Your players stayed, right? Oh my goodness, I was on one team for my entire career. That's not it no more. Mm-hmm. Okay, 
It's not it. You saw Peyton Manning in a new uniform. Peyton Manning, the face of Indy, one of the faces of the NFL. You Same saw thing Tom with Brady. Emmitt Smith. Back right? In All the keep going, keep going. Tom so, Brady. So Aaron Rodgers. 100%. So, 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 um, I think it's a good deal for for both of them to 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 sit down and say, okay, what's the next best move for us? Um, but I can understand Mike Evans why he's sitting here and he's like, you know, I love Tampa, I, I won mean, a Super Bowl, and I want to finish my career because there's a lot of players that, that that think that way. Dame Lillard thought that way for a long time, and now he wants out. And you like, want to talk about, about no Tampa state Bay, tax, baby? Yeah, when you talk about <laughs> yeah. uh, Tampa Bay, you know, you got to think about Mike Evans in this way: Derrick Brooks, Warren Sapp. John Lynch, Mike Allstock, Rondé Barber. Where is he at in that list? I can tell you he's definitely top three. When you think about Bucks, all-time Bucks, he's up there with some of those good, those guys, and I think all of them are in the Hall of Fame. So I think that's his struggle, like why he's trying to figure this out and make it work. Yeah, listen. We'll definitely keep a lookout for this and, and be on Mike Evans' watch. But speaking about money – Big bags are in the works for some big names in the NFL. Um, per Diana Rossini, Justin Jefferson, wide receiver, quarterback Joe Burrow, D.E. Nick Bosa, and D.T. Chris Jones currently have contract extension offers on the table that are, quote, record deals. Now, Chris Jones is interesting because Andy Reid, when speaking about Travis Kelsey, did say that there has been no improvement on the talks between the Chiefs and Chris Jones, but Diana Rossini says not so fast. There is a deal on the table. Things may be happening sooner than rather later. But I mean, um going through some of these names, uh Brandon, are you surprised that these guys are are getting quote record deals or those deals are on the table? Joe Burrow, Nick Bosa, Justin Jefferson, and Chris Jones. I'm actually shocked that these deals aren't done outside of uh excluding Chris Jones. Um Joe Burrow, um this is a no-brainer, right? We know how the market works. You know, when you are top 5 at your position, Whoever sets the bar, then the next person comes up and they go above that just a little bit. We saw it this offseason play out, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think, was it Jalen Hurts was the first domino to fall at the quarterback position? Then you saw Justin Herbert. Then you saw Lamar Jackson, mm-hmm. right? Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones came around. We, You know, he got $40 million. He didn't even get close to the 50 million 50 something that everybody got paid else got. before but, Lamar but it's easy right you know where it's at it's like plug and play it's, mm-hmm. a, it's an easy formula so you can throw that back up there please <clears throat> so um Joe Burrow like what's taking so long here um we know that deal is going to get done um Nick Bosa it's the same thing like 49ers are in a tough position they're in a win now mode if they like it's it, think about the Rams Think about even Seattle. Think about some of these teams that go out there and they they got they're paying a lot of people across the board. So like they gotta win now before this stuff starts unraveling. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like where they gotta start letting people go. And Justin Jefferson, um, I can understand why this is taking long. But if I'm Justin Jefferson, I'm thinking the same way. Like man, I I want to get my bag now. And, and 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 everybody handles their business differently. You know, he's, I think he still has two years left on his deal. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking about, like, man, could this be the play? Could this be the game where I kind of, you know, I don't want to speak any bad, put any bad juju out there, but you understand what I'm saying. Well, to, to dive into this a little bit more, first, it is interesting to see Nick Bosa. Obviously, Chris Jones is a name that, you know, he said he's willing to sit out until week eight to get his money. Um, and like I said, Andy Reid 
did say that there wasn't any movement in conversations between the Chiefs and Chris Jones. Andy Reid could also be playing coy. But seeing Nick Bosa's name on that list is also interesting because three minutes ago, it was reported that Nick Bosa is not at the 49ers facility today and is is continuing his contract holdout. His status for week one versus the Steelers is now officially in doubt. That was about three minutes ago per um, Ian Rappaport. So Brandon, I mean, seeing his name in here that there is reportedly a record deal in the works for him, but he is not at the facility today. What do you make of that? Well, well, look, let's go into the chat. Tyrell Bond, are you surprised? King Cook, are you surprised? Won't blunder that name again. Big Daddy, are you surprised? Like, why are we surprised that he's not there, right? Like, he ha- he's standing his ground. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he wants his money. And so, like, that's what people think. Like, some of these uh, 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 organizations, general managers, you know, they're, they're banking on. They think that, oh, when the season starts, they'll show up. No, nah, you got some real ones. And I don't know what's happening in the NFL right now, but more real ones. And I wouldn't even say real ones. I would say brave ones are starting to stand up because it is tough and it's scary to hold out or hold in. It's very scary because you're standing there all alone and you got the fans, you got your people, you got your teammates that just like are on one side. That's how it feels. Think about what's happening in Kansas City right now and I don't like this. I don't like this at all, right? That's where they get us. Patrick Mahomes is $7 million underpaid. Travis Kelsey who a lot of the GOAT tight ends or the, the ones that could potentially be the GOAT tight ends like Shannon Sharp is saying, he's the GOAT, is $4 million underpaid, okay? So now we want Chris Jones to take the same discount? Why? Why? And the thing that pisses me off about not just Kansas City, but this is what happens in the NFL is what? Next man up mentality. Next man up mentality. What are we talking about, next man up mentality? You know what we should be doing? We should all be standing up together, locking arms, saying, no, we're going to pay my brother. We should be holding out with him. Because when, you know, there's a few of us where it's like, yo, we're always going to be in good position. But it ain't always about you. If we're saying we're real brothers and real teammates, we can't go out there. And, and that message is coming from the general manager, the owner, and the head coach. Andy Reid comes out. Well, he's not here. Like, football goes on, and, we, you know, we're going to play ball with the guys that's here. We, why are we saying the same message in the, in, in the locker room? Don't forget, there's the owners versus the players. This is business. So, yes, that's where they get us is when we get to the field. And that, that business is 24-7, 365. So, to me, the way it should sound and the way it should look, Chris Jones ain't here. I'm rocking with my brother. You know, he need to get paid. I love my team. I love my organization. I get it. I understand it's a business, but he, he, look at his stats. This is where I think. This is what I think, right? Held in the offseason, you got a guy holding out. Hold out with him. Saquon Barkley. There should have been three or four players that held out with Saquon Barkley. I ain't showing up until I ain't showing up until uh 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 Saquon get paid. Daniel really Jones should have been one of them because yes, thank you, Ashley. Thank Lord you. knows thank you. he needs Saquon. So right, but what the Saquon? His ass should have been home playing Uno until Saquon got his deal. You know, only thing he said. You know what he said? He said Daniel Jones said, um, you know what? He means a lot to our team, and um, we know things will work out. 
wouldn't be my quarterback. Ashley, if you Daniel Jones, what would you have said in that situation? I wouldn't be Daniel Jones. No, but come just really quickly. Just just play just just do what is it called? Um uh, role, role play. play. Role play. Um I would I would have said basically, look, Saquon is an intricate part of this offense. My success relies heavily on him being here and until he gets paid, you guys won't see me here. Thank you. That's 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 the brave. But Daniel one. Jones ain't that guy. Couldn't be and my quarterback. Couldn't be my quarterback. A just lot, saying. A lot of us aren't. But that's the trickery. That's the trickery. That's where they get us, Ashley. Think about that. Like, and, and, and for real, for real, because you always keep it one hundred with me. And you know, look, you're not afraid to go there with me. And I mm -hmm. think that's what our audience and our people appreciate. Okay. But am I far off with that? Like, no, I'm saying, like, I, I if think the general manager. And this is what they're like. I always say that we're institutionalized as players. Okay. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people look at me like, damn, well, why Brandon was on a couple teams or why Brandon, well, why Brandon, like, because I'm not institutionalized and I'm okay with not being liked. I'm okay with being uncomfortable. But if the, if the, the owners, the general manager and the head coaches, who's on this side of the business, this side of the table, they're putting themselves first. They're saying next man up mentality. Oh, Chris Jones ain't here. or Saquon Barkley ain't here. Okay. And that cascade down to the locker room. To me, that's when we should say, hold up. Let's dissect this a little bit. Do we stand with our brother or do we stand with them? Why is the message year after year after year when we're our players in this situation, next man up mentality, um, yeah, he's not here, but I know the business can work out. No, say what's right. Saquon partly should be paid. So am I wrong here, Ashley? No, I think that, like you said, certain players can do that. We know that there's a drastic pay discrepancy in the NFL. Not everybody is making big money. So the guys who can do it yeah. should do it. I don't expect, you know, the third string, fourth string, fifth string guy to do that, um, re regardless of their relationship with Saquon or whatever player it is that you plug in there. But the guys that I think that can do it, I think the quarterbacks should be the first ones to stand up for their guys because the quarterbacks have the most power. I think that, you and they know, don't. And, they, and a lot of them don't. There are some that do, but there are a lot of them that don't. And I think that. It's it's the unfortunate reality of the NFL. We talk about this all the time. The NFL, unlike other leagues, is very much every man for themselves, which is why a lot of things don't get done. You look at the NBA, you look at the MLB, they they band together, which is why they get what they want as players. They get, you know, the CBAs that they want. They get the freedoms that they want. They get the privileges that they want because they know that their power is in the numbers. And I think that the NFL, because there's the teams are a lot bigger, but also because the pay discrepancy is a lot larger, that you have a lot of guys, not my problem, I want to make sure I get my deal, or I just got my right. deal, not my problem, I'm going to stay out of this one. And, um, and it's it's unfortunate, but that's that's always been the mindset of the NFL, I feel like. It's like right. every man for themselves. You told the story of... of um, Having to pay, was it Drew Brees yeah. during the what was it the lockout? lockout to, to speak up for his fellow his fellow peers us. to walk with his what? fellow peers. That's in that that would not happen in the NBA. You saw what happened during Black Lives Matter, during in the bubble. Right, right. Like that would that's unheard of in the NBA. Like that just, it's just it's another example of every man for themselves in the NFL. Listen, I don't know if the sage is working. Or not. It's working for me. I, I feel very I mellow. I don't know if it's like I don't know if the sage is. You have to relight it. I feel like it's no. Burning. It's smoking. Oh, okay. We're I good. don't know if it's uh, uh, working or if it's or hurting me, right? Because like I'm like on one today. It should. It's not. It's definitely not hurting you. You were on one when I walked in there, Brandon. I walk in and he's like 
yelling. <laughs> like, yeah, so what's out? I'm like, why are you screaming? <laughs> I said, it's hump day. I'm like, like yeah. I'm right next right. to you. Why yeah, are you yelling? Every day you want to come here. Every Wednesday, Ashley want to come here. Jeez. It's hump day. I know, but I do it when the cameras are rolling. I come in here. I'm like, hi, everybody. How are you? Happy birthday, Nagin. Brandon goes, hey, what's going on? I'm like, why are you screaming? Because let's go <laughs> hump day. But, but I say that, Ashley, because... You know, I do feel some type of way, man. Like, you know, I do think that there's some times where I could have handled some things differently. But I'll be honest with you. It's like, I don't give a damn if you own this team. I don't give a damn if you're a head coach. Business is business. And we need to do it the right way. And we're just so institutionalized. And we hurt ourselves over and over and over again. And so, you know, something's happening right now because, like, you got a couple guys holding in and holding out. You got Jonathan Taylor. You got uh, uh, Nick Bosa. Well, Jonathan Taylor's not holding out anymore. He's holding in though. It's, eh, yeah, no, it, it, just because just because the season started, he is on pup, right? Pup, so he can't play four, four, the first four games. Yeah, but we don't know. He's still he's still upset. He's not happy. I'm sure he's upset, but he also wants to get paid. And then there's the general. So. There's a gentleman in um. Uh, uh, for the Carolina Panthers as well. That's holding in. There's like five. There's there's five other stories that we're not talking. I saw somebody come out say this is like we care more about the offense of holdouts and holdings than defense because we're not even talking about some of the defensive guys and these are big name guys that's fighting for contracts Shoot. and they're getting savvy with their um, you know, with their with their services. Well, well, speaking of the contract, I also want to ask you about one more when we had the conversation about um Arizona. And having players pay for meals. And we had that whole conversation. Um, You know, we brought up how there are some franchises that have more money than others. And because of that, their accommodations are better. Their their lunchrooms are better. Their their, uh, facilities are better. Their training rooms are better. And uh, we spoke about the Bengals. And I want to ask you, can Mike Brown even afford to pay Joe Burrow the number that is out there circulating, and that's $370 million. They're not, you know, a wealthy organization in in comparison to, say, the Cowboys or the Giants or, you know, the Rams or those other names that are out there. That's that's a lot of cash for someone who may or may not have it. Right. Some of this stuff is over my head uh, because now you're getting into the weeds, the weeds of, you know – you know, language of mm-hmm. contract. Right? That's the rough number that's out there, 370. Yeah, but, no, but, but, you know, when you ask me, can they afford it? Yes, they can afford it, but you have to get savvy. And this is where the language comes in in the contract, right? So Kyler Murray's in the same situation. So they're like, yo, why aren't they putting or rushing to put Kyler Murray out there? Or could we potentially see Kyler Murray sit the whole year? And the answer seems to be leaning towards yes. Why? Because, it, you know, some of your guaranteed money could be injury only right Mm -hmm. and then there's play but like if Kyler Murray goes out there and he gets hurt again and he doesn't pass a physical in March of 2024 now Mm -hmm. he got 96 million guaranteed right and 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 so depending on how you structure this and what language you put into the contract determines how much cash a owner needs to have so when y'all see when we see Owners go out there and say, I'm guaranteeing this money. They have to have that money. They have to have that cash. So, Ashley, I don't know if this is where you wanted to go with it, but Mike Brown is not one of those owners like a Jerry Jones where his uh, franchise is worth $9 billion and he's making money 10 different ways. His only book of business is the Cincinnati Bengals. That is it. So that cash, 
when you go out and you Sorry, guarantee this money has to go into uh 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 um I don't even know what what, what it's not like an account but it's like um uh an escrow it's a, it, it has to go in escrow where that money is there mm-hmm. and so they can afford it but they have to get savvy with the language the number is actually 270 sorry not 370 jp has fat fingers he says he wrote three instead of two but 270 fat fingers that's my, my dog told me he got fat fingers and like like yeah where are you going jp <laughs> fat finger. Like, um, that was just weird. I don't know. The, I, I'm sorry. Like, I love JP. Okay. JP, can we get JP's Two. audio right now? Can JP? We jump can't on? hear him anyway. We don't have our pieces in. Why you ain't got the pieces for us? Me. <laughs> um, I'm not the technical director. Uh, Two seventy <laughs> is actually the number. So uh-huh. two seventy. That's still a lot of cash. Um, for for an owner who. You know, like you said, his only bread and butter is the Cincinnati Bengals. 270 on with a player that with no Super Bowl, yay or nay? How do you feel about that? I'm um, giving it to him. Again, okay. it's, it's, Joe, it's Joe Burrow. That's true. I mean, some Joe people Burr. is the best quarterback in the league. You okay. Know, some people do. Well, listen, we're going to stay on the topic of money and go back to Colorado for a second because Shador yes. Sanders is, project- is projected to make – $3.8 million in NIL money. So <laughs> staying right. in Colorado, the Sanders name prints money. Shador Sanders is now projected to make $3.8 million through his through NIL this season. That is up $2.5 million before his breakout game against TCU. Now, Sanders' projected NIL earnings is over $2 million more than Dak Prescott's base salary this season. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> and nearly three million more than Joe Burrow's base salary this season, and also nearly more, and also nearly three million more than both Justin Herbert and Trevor Lawrence's base salaries this season. That's a lot of cash. Yeah, well, that's a lot of cash when it comes to to a college player. One hundred percent. I wish I had you earlier when we were we were talking about. I should have uh, went to Dubai. Uh, Colorado, y'all don't fix my language. I, I, that, that's how we say it, Colorado, um, and um, Shador, Travis, and Dion Sanders. Okay, um, I asked you. I was like, "Yo, was there? Do you remember any moment?" from our interview when he was sitting in studio with us mm-hmm. and and you brought up, you know, uh, Travis Hunter. And he said, you know, and, and then no, not Travis Hunter, but the only difference is the, the altitude. And that just talked about his poise and his confidence. For me, we asked him about this, mm-hmm. you know, and he was playing coy. He was like, yo, how much money is in a bank account? And he was like, yo, I ain't telling you all of that. And you looked at me, you like, you're messy. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I go back to that moment because we, talked about this and we knew like man if this dude goes out there and he does his thing like he can make crazy money and now we're seeing it after one game um looking at Deion sanders interviews over the past few days you know the sign behind him what does that sign say you remember do you recall um it says if you look good you play good if you play good they pay good that's right and, and so after one game look how you know these projections have jumped and so if they're able to sustain, he looks this, just like his who daddy. Who knows? Who who knows how much this guy uh, could bring in this year? Because they they're converting, man. He has a deal with Tom Brady. Remember we talked about that? Mm-hmm. Uh, TB12, not TB12, but the Brady brand. Mm-hmm. You know, um, this dude is making bank, and, and and you talked about him making more than Dak Prescott's uh, base. Um, 
Not just Dak Prescott. Don't just throw Dak under there. It was Dak, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence. Well, that's because like they're still their okay. average per year is still crazy, like forty something million. Mm -hmm. But it's just like you know when you get money up front, bonuses and certain things. Now you're it brings down. I'm your just base. making sure you name you name the other quarterback. But there's a lot of guys. That, he's probably he, he'll probably if they if they continue to win, he may make more money than seventy five percent of everybody in the NFL. Because there's only a handful of, of guys that's getting the big bags. It's either you're mm -hmm. getting the big bags or you're getting league, you're getting minimal. Can we throw that picture up one more time? I just want to ask, first of all, he is his daddy's twin. They have the it's copy and paste. Like he took his entire face. Which one of your and kids do you which one of your kids do you think looks most like you? I don't know. Help me out, Keon the game. I don't know. My kids, like I just it's Z. Like that's your twin, twin. Yeah, and he's a twin. Like when you yeah. look, you like okay. That's I see. My, I, I see. I, I see it. That's my face. There's so many people be like, yo, I, yo, your jeans is crazy. But Mishi's jeans is crazy too. So like you, you know, she, 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 like you can look at at the kids and be like, oh snap, I can see them as well. So, you know, yeah. Yeah, that's know. that's his daddy's twin. They look exactly alike. I would say Z, because there's some baby pictures like, oh wow. That's 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 me. Yeah. You know what's interesting though? LeBron's kids, everyone says that Bronny looks like LeBron, but I see Savannah in Bronny. Really? And I see Bryce. I see Bron and Bryce more than I see him and Bronny. Like, Bronny has Savannah's whole face, right. I feel like. You know what? You it's just because it's Bronny and that's like his junior. Everyone says, oh, they look alike. But I think he looks more like his mother. You know who, who I see you as when you have kids? Somebody might be mad if your kids come out and they don't look like you. You might be mad. Oh my goodness, my kid don't look like me. Ah, put him back. Put him back. <laughs> look, look, look. She know it's true. Look. You know what though? You know what though? I will say kids' faces change. Like when I was younger, I looked just like my dad. And then as I've gotten older, we, I look more like my we ain't mom. We talking about your dad and your mom. We talking about you and your personality. If the kid came out. And they look like your, your husband. Yeah, because your what daddy. the hell? I did the work. Why do your you get the daddy. jeans? But you talking about freezing eggs. I can see Ashley in a situation where Ashley's like, look, business is booming. I got three, four different shows. I ain't got time for no man. But we just going, you going to be no, 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 no. I don't want a sperm donor. You don't want <laughs> No, I want a baby with like no beef. No, I want I would love to have a baby with like sorry, I want Jeff. a baby with my actual like person. I don't want to have like a sperm donor baby. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but if like I if I had a choice, it'd be with a person that I was with. But um, all right, can we move on because JP did a phenomenal job putting his running the show. Hold on, together. hold on, hold on a second. Okay, I did the rundown. Uh debatable. I Debatable. I did the rundown yesterday he too, and you said and you said like, it was, was like, JP. I don't, want I don't want to talk about no Colorado. I where do you think he got the shell of this rundown from? It was me. I did it yesterday too, and you gave him credit for it. Like I'm chopped liver. Oh, so JP, I wish we had. That's his crazy. Audio. JP I and I work on it together, so, but yesterday's so I, rundown. I know, I know we can't hear JP, Ashley, and I. But is there any way JP can? He said, "Ashley right Nicole Moss, rundown queen." I just can't believe that like Brandon won't give me my props when props are due. That's insane. That's so ugly. JP typical. Is, um, typical. You know what JP is JP is typical. Russell Wilson. JP is not Russell Wilson. That's crazy. I'm he talking is about going. From what you said? Yo, he's from gonna said, he's gonna flame you, you for that. No, oh my god. He, he 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 wants he he he. You know from what Sean Payton said. I, you know that's my guy. But he a politician. 
Ayo, JP is gonna flame you. No, that's what he. That's what. He, <laughs> look, look. He said he Brandon is disrespectful <laughs> as f. You just called Yo. him Russell Wilson. He oh probably, my that's, god. I'm just saying from what Sean Payton said that he need to stop kissing babies and acting like a like he's running for office or something. That's what JP doing. He want everybody. You know what I'm saying? Stop hey, doing that. Yo, he is, right, he's gonna get you. Listen, right, we're gonna because you put together a phenomenal show. Me and JP put together oh, a phenomenal show. We did it. He, I told you. I told you. He. I, can't win with these I told you. I need help. He's on the West Coast. It's the, JP and Ashley versus me and who? I need help. You can have Keon. <laughs> hey, <laughs> Ashley Nicole Moss, Brandon Marshall here, Faction Talk Series XM Channel 103. We're here on YouTube. Uh, Paper Rock presented by I Am Athlete. This is our version of our daily sports show where we get into sports and culture. So everybody who's new, everybody well, watching on YouTube or listening, you know, thank you. Keep rocking with us. And for everyone like the Christy's o, Christy O's of the world, the Pamela's of the world, I haven't seen Go St. Patrick. Can we do a wellness check on Go St. Patrick? But for the ones that have been rocking with us for seven months, we freaking salute you. We love you. Hopefully y'all got y'all care packages. Send in the pictures. We want to see, you know, you guys rocking the I Am Athlete uh, 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 gear we want to see you guys you know uh uh, uh representing and we just want to say thank you thank you thank you thank you but ashley we have 10 minutes left yeah is so there any way we can get through word on the tweet that uh, jp i know he put this together we're not going to get through all of word on the tweet ah. but i feel like the best conversation that we can have is this one i'm going to bring up right now okay. all right so bet online Dot AG release betting odds on which quarterbacks are most likely to lose their starting jobs this season. It's a little messy. Bet online's messy, messy, just like you. Did you write this list? <laughs> no, 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 no. Who put this, who put this in the show? <laughs> this it is this is JP, so this, was, both... this was JP's work. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't be this messy. But he want to come off as a politician Listen. publicly. But he put in mess. Why we why we got to why we can I get through this? Go, 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 Thank go, you. Go, go, go. We we have a list of all the starting quarterbacks in the NFL and are ordered on who is most likely to lose their starting job. Now, the Arizona Cardinals were omitted because we don't know who their starting quarterback is going to be. But the top five is as follows. Buccaneers Baker Mayfield is currently leading with two to one odds as most likely to lose his starting job this season. Followed by the Commanders, Sam Howell, 4-1. to one. Titans, Ryan Tannehill is in the top three, 6-1 to one odds. You have Texans, CJ Strode, which I don't think is going to happen, 7-1 to one odds. You have the Patriots at number five, Mac Jones, 7-1. to one. And if we go down the list a little bit more just to kind of, you know, make things interesting, 13, the 49ers, Brock Purdy, 25-1 to one odds. We have the Seahawks, Geno Smith, 40-1 to one odds. Um, the Cowboys, Dak Prescott, 22, 10, 100 to 1 odds, this so a.k.a. Like not happening. Is. And, of course, the last on the list is Chiefs Patrick Mahomes, 1,000 to 1 odds. So, Brady, let's just focus right now on the top five. Let's actually – we'll go a little bit deeper. We'll go top ten. Okay. Um, we have Falcons, Desmond Ritter, 9 to 1. Colts, Anthony Richardson, 10 to 1. Panthers, Bryce Young, 12 to 1. Raiders, Jimmy Garoppolo, 14 to 1. And rounding out the top 10 is Packers, Jordan Love, 14 to 1. This is an absolutely messy list, but I mean, what do you make of it? This is messy. Um, I don't like this. It, it, it is messy. It's really negative. Um, but it, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a great conversation. So we let's have it. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I don't think any quarterback will be um, replaced this year, right? Because the quarterbacks, and I know you say you want to, you know, just focus on the top ten. No, we like, can focus wherever. All right, but now you look at like Jimmy G. If Josh McDaniels bench Jimmy G, replaces Jimmy G, he loses his job. Oh, because you got to think about it, right? Like this is another player that you stood on the table for. You gave you gave up Derek Carr. Especially if Derek Carr go in in, in in New Orleans, uptown, and, and he having success and they're winning, which they will. And now the guy that you, you brought in to replace him flames out. Ah, you're, you're done. So he has to rock with Jimmy G, okay? Mac Jones, uh, in his top 10, I can see a Mac Jones because Bill Belichick, he just doesn't play, right? Like I can see Mac Jones uh, potentially being in a tough spot at the end of the year, if the offense isn't rolling, right? If Mac Jones isn't playing efficiently. So I can see that happening just because of Bill Belichick's demeanor and how he puts quarterbacks in and out. You saw that with Cam Newton, right? Cam Newton. Um, so there it is. Um, but in, in other guys, Jordan Love. I can't see Jordan Love being benched. You know what? Matthew Stafford. Mm. You get messy? I ain't going to get messy. We just need to leave it right there. But Matthew well, Stafford, Matthew Stafford, his backup had a great, a, a really good uh, preseason. So you could potentially see that. Somebody but, made an interesting point in the chat, and they said that Tua Tagovailoa being 24 is too low considering that if he, he considering no, no, his no. health issues. Well, and that, but that's, he doesn't say so he, how they would lose their starting job. It just says losing their starting job. It doesn't say how. No, it says, uh, there's, uh, so let me see. The losing their starting job. NFL quarterback to lose their starting job. So now we're, now we got to add due to injury. It doesn't matter. It just says losing their starting job. And they said for that reason, just because of health, not talent, he should actually be hired. Do you agree with that? Now that's just wordplay. That's I mean, just wordplay for me. Cause like. Um, it doesn't I, say how I, they're losing their starting lose job. Their starting job. Nah, because like you don't lose your starting job to injury. You know, it's just one of those things. Like you, you know, like you kind of uh, do. Course, of course, of course. In in the history of sports, right? People have been what Wally pipped, right? Go back to the baseball days where isn't that how Tom Brady got the starting co correct, job? In correct. So New it does England? happen, but like the you know, you know, like the. The unspoken rule is like you don't lose your job to injury, but it happens absolutely. It, I mean, it does. It also happened to Trey Lance, Jimmy yeah. Garoppolo. It happened to him again. Trey Brock Lance, Purdy. Did Trey, Lance, did Trey Lance ever have the starting job? At really? one point, he lost the starting uh, job twice to off, injury. He's that knows twice. He what do you mean, off. Jimmy Garoppolo? No. He lost it. Are you you talking about Jimmy? Jimmy and then no, Brock Trey Purdy. Lance. He didn't. Trey Lance wasn't the starting uh, quarterback. Technically, over, uh, he Jimmy lost G. it because no, it he was just lost it to Brock. Jimmy G was always the quarterback, and then the next year they they gave Trey Lance. No, it. remember Trey Lance? They said that they were going to trade Jimmy Garoppolo because Trey Lance was their guy, and they didn't want him hovering over him in the locker room and being that dark shadow. And then what happens? Trey Lance gets hurt. Jimmy Garoppolo stuck the first year, his rookie year, last season. No, okay, that's just that's the same thing situation. But it's technically by byproduct, he lost the starting job to Brock Purdy because Jimmy Garoppolo starts, he gets hurt, and then Brock Purdy takes the job. So he lost his starting Jimmy job. Jimmy G got hurt in uh, camp? Shh. 
shoulder, wasn't was it? it? In camp? I don't know if it was. Off the year. Yeah, he started off the year. I think it was like Maybe. week three, week four, something like that. Brock Purdy takes no, no, over. No, no, no. J- Trey Lance started the year. Yeah. Oh like yes, perfect. right. Trey. So it was right. Camp potential. I don't know. Yeah, Trey was Trey was a starter at one point, but he lost his job twice. So okay, all right. I'll, There's I'll that. Give you that. I'll give you that. The sage is starting to work and calming mm-hmm. me down. Okay. Well, how much time do we have? Do we have time for one more topic? We absolutely do. Okay. So let's go ahead and uh, you want to go back to Travis Kelsey and, and decide, dissect yes. this a little bit more? Yes, yes, yes. All right, let's go Travis back. Kelsey. So for those of you who were on four minutes, all right, let's go. Travis Kelsey is questionable for Thursday night football against the Detroit Lions after hyperextending his knee. Andy Reid told reporters yesterday that happened to Travis Kelsey yesterday at practice. So looking ahead at Thursday's game, um, and beyond, will the Chiefs survive if Tra- Travis Kelsey misses significant time? They will survive and be a good team, but they won't be a great team. Oh. Um, in this dynasty, um, this era of becoming a dynasty, right, they need to win, what, maybe one, two more? Mm-hmm. Two more, potentially? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's over. Wow, that's a take. Okay. Well, well it, it, because, like... This is a big deal. Now, they're going to be a really good, a good team. They'll stay in that good category because Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. But when you talk about winning it, they're built off of those two. Like, this dude is dynamic. I don't think people understand, you know, uh, how important it is or what it means to have a guy like that that you can just sit back and, like, close your eyes and be like, he's going to be right there. I trust him. Boom. Touchdown. 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 It's a big deal, big freaking deal. Why didn't they pay Chris Jones? They didn't pay Chris Jones because they got Travis Kelsey, Andy Reid, and Patrick Mahomes. So I can even see the Chiefs scrambling to go get Chris Jones now. Like, man, if, if, right? Because, like, look, he could could come back in two weeks. But the problem with these injuries, right? The problem with these injuries is he'll come back, but now you got to get back into football shape. Let's say if it's, uh, you know, grade two type of thing and it's going to take a couple weeks. You got to find a way to get back to he- get back healthy, not lean into compensation. You got to get back into football shape. You got to get your feet back underneath you. And when you get out there, you're still not going to be 100%. Like these things, you can go out there and perform, but it takes a long, a lot, a, a long time when you have some of these injuries to just get the, the, the wiggle back the mobility back, the shiftiness back. And that's what makes him special is that right there. This is dude, This is a dude playing basketball on the football field. This is a, a crazy matchup uh, for linebackers, uh, for safeties, Ashley. So if Travis Kelsey, if this is a significant injury, if he misses significant time, yes, this hurts the Kansas City Chiefs because you got who? The Buffalo Bills is sitting there licking their chops. Josh Allen wanted just as bad as uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes. Aaron Rodgers, all we keep hearing coming out of uh, Florham Park is what? We know how great we can be. Yes, we're going for the Super Bowl. And then Tua, don't pass up on the Dolphins. Don't pass up on Lamar Jackson. Don't pass up on the Cincinnati Bengals. The AFC is loaded. Loaded, 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 loaded. So, Ashley, how do you feel about it? Um, I don't think Travis Kelsey is going to miss a significant amount of time. I think Travis Kelsey will even play if he's not 100%, if he's 80%, 70%, 60%. Travis Kelsey is not missing significant amount of time this season. It's just not happening. So, so but, but, I, I'm not I'm not I, thinking that far into the future. I know we do have, a, you know, one minute, but think about this, though. Uh-huh. Why, 
why would why would we force it on the first date? I'm it, not it, forcing it. it. So let's say let's say he is 70, 80 percent. So let's say the injury isn't that bad. Uh huh. Because everybody keeps saying he's going to play. Like you saw. OJC. I don't know if he's going to play tomorrow. I don't know if he's going to play tomorrow. But I don't think he's going to miss significant like, time going for the Super Bowl. Of course. And then if you look at their and then we don't have time to do that. But if you look at their first four games, it's like. You know, you got Detroit, and then, you, you know, uh-huh. it's like... Of course. I don't think he's going to miss significant time. I mean, I don't think he's going to... I think he'll miss tomorrow, but he's not missing another game after that. He'll, he'll be back, so... But, but why would you force it? Because he's Travis Kelsey, and that's what Travis Kelsey's going so to do. you got Detroit, and then you're in New Orleans, and then you're at the Cardinals, and then you got the Browns. No, sorry, excuse me. You got Lions, and then you're at the Jaguars. <laughs> And then you got the Chicago Bears. And I just, I, I just think it's Travis Kelsey, and Travis Kelsey's bit built different than the, the rest of us. But Man, he built this like all of us. Listen, mentality wise, mentality wise, Peyton Manning got hurt. Listen, Tom Brady got hurt. What an amazing hump day, Wednesday. We will be back tomorrow at our new time for this week, 11 a.m. Also, let us know if you guys like this time in the chat tomorrow. Let us know if you like 11, if you're not feeling it. Do you um, like 11? That's the only thing that matters. <laughs> I'm just playing it. Let us know. But we will be back tomorrow. You guys have an amazing day. Enjoy it. Football's back tomorrow, baby. And we'll have some news about that. We'll dive into that some more. And I'm sure some other things will be trending. So we will see you tomorrow. Bye. Ciao. (laughs) The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.